What up? What up? What up? Rec League Podcast, man. This is episode number 19. It drops on or a little after Father's Day. So I have entitled it Father's Day. And keeping up with all of my episode titles being movies, Father's Day is a comedy from the 90s starring Robin Williams and Billy Crystal and Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Um, I'm actually about to watch that later. But uh, on this episode, my guy, Eric Sigman, E-Sig, what up? My guy, Nick Goodman, they pop in. We talk about the whole X-Men franchise. The highs, the lows, the great movies, the bad movies, as much of it as we could fit in. Um, The NBA Finals are over. I will discuss the NBA Finals. And there was a recent trade in the NBA that I will touch on. And then I got some bars for y'all, man, because there's a couple albums that I want discussed on the show. Legacy and or Old Man Lawrence have heard those. They were unavailable. I want them to talk about them. I haven't had the time to check those out. So I'm going to end the episode with some bars. That's how I do. And we'll next episode, I'll get one of them two dudes on. We'll talk about some hip-hop albums like Dakota the Friend that, that I was talking about. Had a couple dope tracks last episode, if you were able to check that out. Um, well, if, if you got the Anchor app, man, however you listen to your podcast, man, however you get your podcast fixed, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor, spread the word, man, Rec League Podcast, man, share it with your friends, listen to it on road trips, however you get your podcast fixed, like I said, man. If you want YouTube, continue to watch, continue to share, man. It's all appreciated. Um, so I'ma just I'ma get right in to the poll questions I had over the past couple weeks. And you know, May ended, June began, so I do my customary uh monthly, you know what I'm saying, what you looking forward to, what was your favorite? What was your my choices for May were John Wick? Aladdin, Booksmart, Rocket Man. John Wick wins this at 60%. Um, Aladdin got 18, which, like, Aladdin was divisive. I thought it was really fun, but I heard a lot of complaints, too. Rocket Man got 13, and Booksmart got 9. I heard Booksmart is phenomenal, so I assume Booksmart just didn't get more, a higher percentage because a lot of people probably haven't seen it. So go check it out. Let me know how it is so I can go see that. Um, on the June, my choices were Dark Phoenix, Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, and Yesterday. And, uh, at 30, at a slim 35% of Toy Story 4 wins this, Dark Phoenix, shockingly, I might have posted this around the time the negative buzz started for Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix got 33%, though. Men in Black got 24, Yesterday got 8. Again, Maybe a lot of people haven't heard about yesterday. Like it's directed by the dude who did Slumdog Millionaire, who did um 127 hours, 28 weeks late, 28 days later, excuse me, Danny Boyle. Like he bailed on the new James Bond movie to direct this. So I mean he had he obviously had faith in in something. And then I posted late. I posted because Dark Phoenix came out and I thought it was a cool question. What just what's your favorite X Men movie, man? Obviously, you could vote on the whole franchise, 
But my choices were X2, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, and Logan. Logan wins with 39%. Days of Future Past got 31 Deadpool got 23 And X2 got 7 which is bananas to me because I just rewatched the whole series the whole X-Men series I didn't rewatch any Wolverines or Deadpool I did with Deadpool last year I did the Wolverines before Logan came out and X2 still holds up X2 is still money and um there were some replies on this man but they are not coming up so I think there were there were a couple comments for first class. There were a couple comments like I know Nick Goodman was on Twitter and voted X two. He dropped a comment, but that is it for the poll questions. Um, I'll do a Toy Story related, Pixar related. I might do the same thing I did for How to Train Your Dragon, like like you know preview for the poll question on the, on the Twitter page. I might do a um, what's your favorite Pixar franchise. Because there's Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Nemo, Incredibles, Cars. You know, there's a lot to choose from. Um, and then and then Child's Play comes out, so segue. Um, recently, you know, if, if, if you listen or watch the show but just can't get to the theater like that or don't know what's coming out, last weekend, Men in Black International came out. Um, Shaft came... Excuse me. Shaft came out. That's my bad. That's super rude. Um, the both reviews are on my channel. Like, like one, one was I ain't gonna tell y'all which one, man. One was enjoyable, but like didn't like break any new ground for the genre or anything. And one I was let down in. Watch my reviews, y'all figure out which one. And maybe the directors of each movie just should have like traded, even though it's different studios. F. Gary should have maybe done Shaft, and Tim Story should have maybe done Men in Black. But um, you know, I I don't hire actors, directors, what have you, producers. Um and the week before that, Dark Phoenix came out, The Secret Life of Pets 2 came out. Reviews for all four of those are on my reviews. Yo, yeah. If anybody out there has seen The Dead Don't Die, I wanna know how that is. Drop a comment, hit me with a voice message. It will be recited, repeated on, on wax next episode. And um Toy Story 4, the Child's Play remake. The Child's Play remake that nobody wanted, but everybody knew was coming eventually, comes out next weekend. Um, Not my flavor, but I'm not going to ignore that it's releasing. Annabelle Comes Home comes out Wednesday the 26th, yesterday, where the dude, like, wakes up and nobody knows that the Beatles ever existed, comes out the 28th, and then I won't shout what comes out after that because I think I'll have another episode out. And um, coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this Tuesday is Us, the Jordan Peele directed Us. It was like that was like the first movie that I saw after my medical situation, and I thought it was phenomenal. I don't think it's better than Get Out, but I think it's really good. And then um another movie that didn't come here that I might try to blind by the uh the beach bum with Matthew McConaughey comes out and I'm curious but if it doesn't come out like I'm not gonna like if 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 my Walmart like it's coming out 
but if Walmart doesn't get it, like, I'm not going to, like, instantly go to Amazon and try to hunt it down. I want to see it, but, like, I'm not dying to see it, you know what I mean? This past week, uh, Captive State came out, the Rupert Wyatt directed, I think, Alien Invasion movie. I haven't seen it. I'm going I'm to watch it in a couple days. Captain Marvel came out. Uh, Orange is the New Black Season 6 came out. Leprechaun Returns came out. And then, um, the week before that, I think that's when, that was like week, you know what I'm saying? Like that Tuesday, I like bought like some upgrades and stuff. Um, I got the Jack Ryan Amazon show, the, uh, Shout Factory put Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie out. I grabbed that. Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is really fun, especially if you're like invested in those franchises. And then uh, I'm doing this all the way out of order, man. But Dumbo, the Tim Burton directed Dumbo, comes out the week after next next Tuesday. Like this this upcoming Tuesday, Us comes out, Beach Bone comes out. The following Tuesday, Dumbo comes out. So um, dig that. When when I return, Mr. Eric Sigmund, Mr. Nick Goodman will be with me. We will be discussing the entire X Men franchise, man. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere, man. Rec League Podcast. Okay. As promised, it wasn't no show last weekend. So this weekend, we're kind of going to do a in memoriam. Maybe talk more about the happy times of um, the 20-year, you know, 20th Century Fox kind of exists. But we'll see because I don't think Disney has fully financed a Fox distributed movie yet. So we're going to talk about the X-Men movies from X-Men, Brian Singer 2000 to Dark Phoenix, the ever divisive Dark Phoenix that just recently came out. Um, I, I thought it was like, this. Is, it's weird. Like, I thought it was cool. I didn't really hate it. But Eric, your review on Instagram, I feel like I agree with probably like 95% of it. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. I think... My favorite X-Men related movie, and we're including, like, Rec League Rule, we're including Deadpool. I've seen so many people, I feel like Deadpool is in its own kind of world. No. No, it's it's part of, um... Yes. Deadpool, Deadpool exists, even for that cameo that spoiled Dark Phoenix, but it didn't. Um, my favorite movie's Logan. Nick replied on Twitter. I know his. I'm going to let him say it. Well, like, okay, Logan is pretty much, well, not the only one, but, like, Logan, like, people tell me it's Logan, and I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But to me, like, when I give my, I, I say, like, my favorite X-Men movie, I always say X2. Which, like, which is phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's just the best example of an X-Men movie to me. It's like picking a random Harry Potter movie. It's like some of them are probably better than others, but like if you're looking for an example of what to show someone, I usually pick the fourth one. But like X2 <laughs> just works. Like it took what was good about the first one, which again, like it, the first one could have been this disaster in the year 2000. Like the pieces might just not have come to place and it just would have been trash. But it worked, and instead of just being like, if it ain't broke, they really, like, it, it was like they examined what worked and amplified what worked instead of just 
you know, adding more. Like the X Men that they added to the story made sense. Like Nightcrawler being there made sense. I just thought the story was better. The acting was better. Like mm-hmm. Jackman is so good next to. So that's what I always say. X two, but like I could be persuaded. There are other great X Men movies. Like Logan is kind of a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like Logan might be the best, but I'm like it's like best versus favorite kind of deal. So I'm like. X2 is the one that always ends up. I have five copper coins for you to say Days of Future Past is the best right now. Days of Future Past? The thing about Days of Future Past is that it's the best X-Men movie, and it's my favorite X-Men movie, and always has been. <laughs> so, now I get five five points. So I lied. Days of Future Past, when I saw it in the theater, I was like, that was it. I was like, that yeah, was, I was the blown away. comic book movie of all time. And then on rewatches, it just never, like, was as good to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> sucks. It was. It's still great, and it's still, like, top five of them all. But it was, like, rewatching it, like, knowing what happens. Like, it was never quite as great the second or third or 500th time I've watched it. But X2 is always good. Like, the ending of X2 gets me, like, every time. Like, I'm like, God, they did that. And Eric, your your favorite in the whole universe is Dark Phoenix, correct? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but um, to piggyback off a lot of good points Nick made, um, he said yeah, about Logan. Obviously, Logan is a masterpiece, and it's really, and I probably have to be the best movie um, pound for pound, but the best example of an X Men movie. Say, if you wanted to bring somebody blind into the X-Men 20th Century Fox universe. I was going to say X2, which is a good one, but I'm going to have to say, and I'm going to throw something else in, I'm going to have to say Days of Future Past, but Days of Future Past, the Rogue Cut. I like the Rogue Cut. Mm -hmm. I watched it for the first time before Apocalypse, and I was like, why wasn't this? Exactly. It's really... Like, no, in the day and age of two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour superhero movies, I think they should have left that footage in. I think that footage makes the movie stronger. And it gives, you know, and it gives you more of your favorite characters, older Magneto, and, of course, it brings Rogue actually into the movie. Yeah. And that's about... Ackland's name is in the credits. She's, like, six build. Of, regular movie, and she's in it for not even... The theatrical version is like, oh hey, you know, and she's at the end uh, when everything's fixed, right? And and I think what Days of Future Past does real well is you you spoke of the characters in um, X two, but Days of Future Past it because it hops from the future to the and if you have a favorite character in the movie, well, unless it's Rogue in the theatrical cut, the the (laughs) character is there. And given something to do, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's just a well-made movie, the Quicksilver um, kitchen scene. Yeah. And it goes to show you how important... I don't care about Brian Singer's personal life. That's whatever. But it yeah. goes to show you how well being a good director can lend itself to material like this. Because Dark Phoenix, like I said, Simon Kingberg, dude... Your first directorial project shouldn't be a two hundred million dollar movie. Direct the commercial, go direct the 
you know, something to hone your skills. See, oh, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. And, you know, everybody can't be, well, it's a big example. I'm sorry. Everybody can't be um, Orson Welles. <laughs> and, you know, I'll use a small example. Everybody can't be Jordan Peele. Yeah. You know, and the direct, but Jordan Peele, you know, I'm getting off X-Men. He had, look at the Key and Peele skits. Look how well, those are some very well filmed skits. Like cinematic style, but this goofy comedy. You know, um, Peel had experience. That's what I mean. Kenberg get some experience. So you want to just anyway, um, chastise and have a coffee cup and just run a spoon around it? <laughs> but that would have been that would have been more entertaining than anything hey, in that movie. Bro, but, she was so wasted. Yeah, but now anyway, um, Days of Future Past. I think that's the ultimate X Men as a group movie yeah you know um logan is very centered on you know a few characters still a great movie but and yeah after you say that as far as the x-men days of future past and the road cut if you haven't seen it at all i say hop into that one cool 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 um now i'm curious if we all three have different least favorite x-men movies i'm gonna go with origins because Deadpool wasn't Deadpool, and, and you know, studio tampering could have been better. It was my introduction to Bone Claws, never been a fan. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Origins that much, it's just my least favorite X Men movie. I'll talk about Origins all day. <laughs> Wolverine is my least favorite, but like, I don't hate it. Like, yeah. I don't, it's just one of those things where it's like you see it enough bad movies, like like unwatchably bad movies that it's like movies that are just known to be bad just aren't that bad. Like Batman and Robin, like stuff like that. I'm like, I'll still watch Batman and Robin. It's not a good movie, but I'll watch it. So like when I'm doing an X-Men marathon, I'm not like dreading getting to Origins. Yeah. It works more as a comedy than it does <laughs> a serious dramatic story. Indeed, like, and like, it does some things right. Like casting Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson, like ten years Genius. ago, I was so stoked on that. Like, I was like, no, yeah. that's so awesome. And like, there was no indication that he was gonna be the Deadpool. Like, it was just like. Wade Wilson, Wade Wilson. Like, swords. I was like, that's pretty cool. And like, they showed young Cyclops and all this, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, they're going to like dig into all kinds of weird stuff in this movie. And like, it just didn't make sense. Like, like, I don't, it, the whole thing is like, why, you know, he meets young Cyclops and like Sabretooth and all this. And it's like, why doesn't, why don't they know him in the original X-Men? Yeah. Same with like Apocalypse, like, you know, they have that encounter with Wolverine, like, running through the hallways and all that shit, and they're like, oh, I hope we don't see that guy again. And it's like, would you recognize him as soon as he walked in the door? Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, that's that one guy that I met that did all that crazy shit. <laughs> but, yeah. like, one of the weird things about Origins is how the effects are for, like, 2009. Like, that's yeah. one of my more glaring, like, even, like, the story... Like, there's so much silly stuff in it but it's like but like the effects like I don't understand why the effects were so much weaker in that than like the last stand was like 
three years prior and like had way better effects like mm-hmm. like way better everything and and one that stands out um i gotta throw this in you talk about the effects one of the most important scenes in a movie one of the scenes that could have been could have had that dramatic boom but it's just falls dead because wow look at these super nintendo claws the scene in the bathroom yeah when he's like you know they couldn't have not just written that this it should have been a really great scene and then this he gets to clean them like oh it's just cringe like <laughs> you, you want to sink into your seat it was it went from a, what could have been a great scene to just like why didn't y'all spend yeah, like five more dollars. Like, <laughs> right. Like, it was just content. terrible. And, like, and even in 2009, I was thinking, it's not like, you know, oh, this is aged poorly. Like, sitting in the no. theater in 2009, there's the scene where I think he's, like, messing around with Gambit in the alleyway. And there's, Fire like, escape. a ladder. Yeah. And, like, like, destroying the ladder. And it's so trash. Like, it's so, it's, like, hard to watch. It's, yeah. like, Spawn, like, it's like, spawn. Spawn. it's like oh man it like looks like it's from like another decade like some of it mm-hmm. is so bad but like I don't, <clears throat> i'd be lying through my teeth if i said i hated the movie like i'd probably give it which is pretty generous like i'd probably give it a three mm-hmm. out of like five because i think like it does good things i think hugh jackman is good in it like as yeah. good as you know pretty much ever and, like, they had fun with the character. It was just, like, so unnecessary. Like, I don't understand why they never tried to make Gambit work in an X-Men movie other than yeah. that. Like, like why yeah. didn't they just do it? Like, My favorite I don't... unmade X-Men movie is definitely Channing Tatum's Gambit. Yeah. Like, when they announced that 1,000 years ago, oh, yeah. like, I Channing Tatum, but like now as time has gone on, I was like, you know, he'd have probably been fine. He'd have been as good as the dude that did it. Yeah, was it Taylor Keach? Yeah. <laughs> Which like I liked him from Friday Night Lights anyway. So I was like, that was another thing. I was like stoked he was in the movie. Yeah. Like he was fine. It was just kind of like, why didn't they? It was just more like more questions and no answer. It was like, yeah. why didn't it was just like Gambit's that? popular. Let's put him in it. Yeah. Like, why did they do that to Deadpool? Like, why? Like, what? Who made that decision and then passed it down to who? And they looked at it and were like, "Yes." It's actually known the the person who made that specific decision. You about to? I think you about to say what I was thinking. There, yeah. <laughs> it's the name isn't worth. But I read an article. Yeah, it's, it was one person's specific decision to um, sew his mouth shut at oh. the end. And okay, that's not what I was thinking. Right, well, go ahead. I'm curious what you think. I thought I thought I heard. I might be tripping, or I might have my facts mm-hmm. messed up. But didn't like didn't Ryan Reynolds like want to bail or like like hate the script or something? And then yeah. they told him they was like, dude, like we we're not gonna give you a solo movie unless you do this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with, uh, persistence and you know sticking with it, leaking test footage, eventually got him two great Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the thing is, what got Ryan Reynolds on the project is kind of what Nick was saying. They gave him the script just with Wade Wilson. That yeah. Baraka version of Deadpool wasn't in the script, and uh, he signed Weapon the contract. Eleven. Right, Weapon Eleven. 
and you know that's how they trapped him he was like yeah this isn't this and it, it was just all jacked up behind the scenes on the screen when the screen is off <laughs> oh yeah yeah and even like the build up to it it's like if you didn't know like I saw that movie in the theater with like one of my friends who was like she was like a massive X-Men fan and I was mm-hmm. like oh cool so am I so like we were like excited for it and then we were like like we kind of gave each other the face like what the fuck <laughs> like, face. but like it was almost like if you didn't know anything about Deadpool which was very possible in 2009 like if you were just a casual like, yeah. movie that's how I was like then like the build up to that like, it would have been like they'd have been like Wade is that you and they'd have been like who oh oh the guy from the beginning like that like it was like this unnecessary yeah. build up like that showdown yeah. it was like he hasn't been in the whole movie he was in the first five minutes of the movie yeah. everyone else in that scene died and it's like you got this build up it's like finally yeah just Ryan Reynolds Hugh Jackman fight I've always wanted in 2009 and you know something no, no, I'm sorry, Nick. No, I'm, um, a little interesting thing about that is um, the up-close shots of Weapon 11 <laughs> is um, is Ryan Reynolds. All the boom shots. Yeah. The, um, the fighting shots and the long shots is my boy, Scott Atkins. Mm-hmm. I did. And, yeah. And I just thought that was a really cool tidbit but but it's also random like why yeah. use people to do that like, yeah yeah this is and um bad decisions and speaking on another point you make um nick if you said if you did not know anything about deadpool and i give you a great example of that if this movie was an introduction to um deadpool a friend of mine who was a rapper aspiring rapper his um rapping alias is wade wilson was I don't know if it is anymore, but I'm like after he saw Wade Origins, Wilson. he bailed on that. <laughs> and I asked him why Wade Wilson. So I wasn't the hugest Deadpool comic book fan, but I knew yeah. about him. And so I asked my friend, "Why, why is your rap name Wade Wilson?" He, and he was like, "Well, um, Wade Wilson, his his superpowers is he can absorb other people's superpowers." And I'm like, "Dude, that's not." Wade Wilson's superpowers. He's like, yeah. It is. I'm like, I know what you, why you're thinking this is. You saw that dumbass movie. I'm like, that's <laughs> not his. And I'm like, wow, you out here would have fired someone to do anything. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't positive. See, he's, case in he point, rap, but like, up my this episode need to be sent off to any studio with a comic book movie property. Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins Wolverine is when taking liberties with characters goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's insane that, like... Y'all ruining (laughs) hip-hop. But, yeah. But, um, I guess this, as far as mine, um, it's, you know what? It's actually X-Men Apocalypse. Mmm. Thought you were going it's somewhere like, else. That was a dramatic. It's, um, <laughs> it's origins right there, but you know what? Origins has some redeeming moment. The beginning, um, the beginning scenes um, with the wars and all that, and the uh, montage. I'm sorry. What? That was that was yeah. really good. That's a good. Um, 
that, that was perfect. It was good editing and filmmaking and and like I said, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think this is when you know, he was good as Wolverine. I think when he was at his peak, because this is the first movie where Jackman was jacked. Yeah. Man. You know, it is where he was cuts everywhere and he was just, just shredded yeah. to a teeth. When he comes out like full adamantium for the first yeah. time, yeah. And you know, you look at stuff like that. And it's a very yeah, bad movie. <laughs> and but it's the post it note, it's the studio post it note type bad. Yeah. You know yeah, what like, I mean? I thought like Lynn Collins was good in her role. I thought Danny Houston was good. But yeah. like yeah, just overall it was just yeah, like the studio ruined origins. But um, the back to Apocalypse is after you follow up Days of Future Past and you fix, quote unquote, the timeline with everything else that's messed up and you do it in a movie as great as Days of Future Past, then you come with Apocalypse. Now, Apocalypse, the character, um, who's my boy? Oscar Isaac, yeah. right? All right, it's supposed to be it's Apocalypse, dude. Badass, and you no know, skipping back to Days Future Past, the the end credit sequence that was when they they showed Apocalypse building the pyramids, right? Yeah, and that was an awesome. Even though he had um, he looked kind of malnourished. He was kind of skinny. Apocalypse did. For sure. I thought it was a girl for like the whole like, and then like when it was over, I thought, oh, there was like the horsemen and like right the four horsemen. That's what they're teasing. Yeah. I was like, was that? Yeah, I'm. Who's that's, a, that's a good point. But, um, Most people are like, what are they chanting? <laughs> but um, he in the, the Apocalypse movie, the character, and I saw it first, I'm like, yeah, okay, then I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute. This supposedly badass character doesn't do anything through the movie but give everybody makeovers. That's Think true. Think about it. I'm gonna need you to stop pointing out stuff that I thought was was cool, and then, yeah, that's really all he did was. Yeah, it's apocalypse. Um, here, here, angel. Here's let new me wings. Throw some, and he doesn't do anything. And in the movie itself, he ruins when he shows up. One of them, one of the more awesome scenes that was that we thought was gonna happen when Magneto was in um the steel mill and he's. Like, I want you to remember everybody you love. Yeah. And, and think down, like, man. And then, hey, hey Apocalypse, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be the fourth one. Yeah, and that was just a badass scene. The, the tension and suspense in that scene, like, man, is because Michael Fassbender is. I swear, just, yeah. That's where I was going. Awesome work. Fassbender like, and McAvoy. Yeah. But now, Apocalypse, it was just. And of course, it has the one great scene with Quicksilver. Yeah, that's that's it. And when you put a scene like that in the movie, and then you follow it up with, see, that's what I said about Dark Phoenix. Like spoilers for Dark Phoenix. So um, I thought Simon Kinberg just didn't want to do the same thing Brian Singer did. So like you said on, on Instagram, like Quicksilver is pretty much wasted because yeah. I think I just think Kenberg didn't want to have a badass Quicksilver scene right I understand that but you don't have to you know mix it up a little bit just I don't want to do what was in the other movies so I'm going to do nothing with him <laughs> yeah I'm going to break his leg like if I break his leg he can't run yeah yeah that's, but, what, um, that's to me what the originals did with 
Cyclops. It was like they like to me. Cyclops has never had like no a moment good run. Like they've just mm-hmm. it's like they don't know how to do that character. Like even in X two, which I think is fantastic. Like James Marsden Cyclops is like very sidelined, almost like they were like, eh, he's kind of annoying. Because what he yeah. he goes with like, Professor why did, X. Why did you make annoying? Yeah. He goes with Professor yeah. X. Professor X gets abducted, and he's just off to the side. Yeah, just taken out. I swear, yeah. for the past but, twenty years, I feel every every studio producer, director, writer's just been like, if we let Cyclops shine, <clears throat> that's thirty seconds. That's a minute. That's five minutes where Wolverine yeah. takes a back seat. And we yeah, all love Wolverine, me. but he's never had to be like the central figure of this entire universe. Mm. No, let me give you another example about um, people. Even when they want to do something with Cyclops, it's like, oh, Cyclops is here. Um, more spoilers for Dark Phoenix. When they were trying to save the... Well, you saw it, right? Well, obviously you saw yeah, it. You just spoiled it, Nick. <laughs> so, when they were trying to... Uh, whatever, I guess. <laughs> Everyone dies. Uh, so, <laughs> a scene at the, the scene at the beginning with the shuttle, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're trying to save it. The shuttle was spinning out of control. Like, hmm, we got a um, night nightcrawler. Uh, I can't see inside the windows. Um, you got to slow it down so I get inside. So you literally have a person who can control objects with her mind. What do you do? Cyclops, blast the shuttle to, to slow it down. Yeah, give, give them something to do. Everybody needed something to do. So yeah. It's just like, like I catch later. But like in the future, I'm like, yes, fuck the ship up. Like, blow it up. <laughs> Like, like those are the things. Like, Man. I don't know. And speaking like, about it, I'm thinking just changing my choice of the worst X Men movie because it's just. But what's doing it for Apocalypse is just Apocalypse himself is the character should have been super duper bad. It, that was supposed to be, and you know you got the the what's the name on his tails with Thanos coming up, and you couldn't make Apocalypse uh, just just you know the movie his name is in the title. Make him worth yeah. something. See. I think even First Class, Days of Future Past, even Apocalypse, I think there's just so much like great acting between McAvoy and Fassbender that it saves it yeah. for me. Dark Phoenix didn't have that. Like they're barely yeah. on screen together in Apocalypse. But there's yeah, not right. there's not really like great interaction between McAvoy and Fassbender in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And the thing was I, I mentioned Fassbender. I think Fassbender could get upset that he chose the wrong shampoo and speak at the shampoo and give a great scene. Yeah. It's like, just... That might be on the Blu-ray. <laughs> like, I think in Dark Phoenix, like, there's a lot of good moments. Like, I thought, like, the part after Mystique's funeral, like, where they're sitting at the table. Beast. Like, yeah, like... Yeah. There's good acting. Yeah. Like, you know, the writing... Over almost every turn, like the writing was just a little weaker than the average X Men movie. Like it's just it's just how it was this this time. And then like it seems like almost every time with Magneto and Charles, like in these newer ones, it, it's always like something where he's like, "Hello, old friend," and he's just like, "Jump, what are you?" And it's like he almost had that in this one, and he was just like, "Fuck off!" He 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 did the thing. He was like, "You." You always have a speech, and like you're not gonna give a speech this time. Which I kind of liked that. Like, yeah. This time, yeah. Like they've known each other for like 40 years at this point almost. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off! Like I'm gonna go kill her real quick. Is anybody else annoyed 
that all four of these first class movies take place ten years apart and they look just like they did no, in first class. There's no reason for this movie to take place in the nineties. Exactly. Hmm. And it could have place exactly like right after Apocalypse yeah. when she came terrible yeah. shit. Yeah. It's like we've aged she, like, only ten years and in forty years and in the next ten years we're gonna age. Yeah. It's when yeah. they defeat Apocalypse, she teases like a little Phoenix silhouette. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. ten years later. Yeah, it's stupid. They really didn't need. They just wanted it to be a gimmick, and I yeah. think it, it blows up in the face. Ten, like man, I wish. Yeah, I would age like that. Just. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there was anybody behind the scenes, like like, hey, yo, this is ten years before the original movie. They got to start looking like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. So get the yeah. go, go get a coffee. And yeah. it's like maybe like when they reset the timeline in Days of Future Past. Like I feel like anybody could just write it off with that. They're yeah. Like, well, Reset it so like they're aging different. They're gonna age like, slower. Magneto looks amazing. He's he's like fifty something at this point. He looks amazing. He looks like he could marry Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's um. But no. Yeah. That's my choice. Apocalypse. But the more we talk about Dark Phoenix, I'm <laughs> inching inching toward. And you know, it's a moment in a movie. I guess we can speak on it. Is now you want. When you write a character, you want to have whatever they do, whatever they say, to be have motivation for that, right? And there's a scene in the movie which it is weak character-wise because I don't think it's true. And the um, Raven Mystique, and she talks to Professor X, and she says at him while he sits in his wheelchair, "I don't remember the last time you risked anything." It's been about ten years. Like, yeah, it, but you know, <laughs> it's he's like I'm we know bald what now. The, scene, the next line of the scene is building to. It's not that she doesn't remember, but it's just you know, service the story to make you know what the characters to make the character's motivation strong. Don't service anything outside of the story, and that's what that is, and that's why. I, that whole conversation is kind of cringeworthy. You could have made it work simply. Or simply, but just don't throw it in there because people now, because what's going on in the real world, want you to throw that in there. And I think that's what makes it weak. Yeah. And The script just as a whole, like, just couldn't <laughs> use the fresh coat of paint. Like, me, like, I did not hate Dark Phoenix. Like, I'm going on record. I think, like, my rating might have been a little generous, but, like, yeah. I was thinking, like, I liked Apocalypse, more or less. It's, like, all the weak points that you're talking about, like, are weak points, but I thought the high points maybe didn't outweigh, but, like, I thought the high points were in Apocalypse were still really good. Like, mm-hmm. the whole thing with Magneto and, like, his family, like, yeah. I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, that was great. Like, um, I was like, what is he doing? And, like, just that whole thing was so good to me, up until, like, he met Apocalypse. So then, yeah. but yeah, like I think I was saying about how like my rating for Dark Phoenix was a little generous. I I think it worked like enough in almost every aspect, like to just be another one, which I think is what most people have a problem with now, being that it's probably the last one. Is they're yeah. just like, oh, it just kind of ended with a thud. I'm not saying like. 
if we were going to keep going with it like this, it still probably would have been one of the weaker ones. But, like, I just think, like, for it to just be the next X-Men movie, to me, like, I don't think people are taking the series as seriously anymore now that, like, the MCU and all that stuff is so huge. I think, like, worked enough. Like, uh, like the story was entertaining. Like, I was into it enough with everything that I was like, well, I want to see how they fix this, and I want to see, like, how this gets resolved, and I'm interested in seeing what these bad guys are up to. Yeah. I never really did. That was something I was kind of like, why? Why are they there? Yeah. Like, it worked enough. Like, I didn't... Like, I'm not clawing my eyes out over it, but, like, I was fine with it. Like, it's not even going to come to mind when I'm thinking of, like, my worst movies at the end of the year. It's not even yeah. going to. Top ten? Oh, it better be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten worst movie. I, so far this year. Well, uh, yeah, this year is kind of, yeah. But then again, even in the movie, is we talk about performances, and it's not that this performance is a bad one per se, Dark Phoenix is just just I don't was Jessica Chastain was she an alien or a zombie cause she was acting like a zombie she seemed very that's yeah. true I, I, I don't I don't this know this is what, what I wanted to show you and <laughs> Bro, like, so much has come like, out about that movie man like yeah. I, I, I don't know like, I feel like all the pages and sites that I keep up with like when a movie just catches like this wildfire of bad press, they look for every little minute detail. Up, oh, yeah. somebody farted on set and they had to do a retake. Yeah, but it's like that. Nah, it's everything I wrote and talking about now is just because I hate to I ignore that. Like um, certain, I guess. Well, I'm only on um Instagram. Certain Instagram pages um, they do prediction thingies. I'll predict what you think you're gonna give the movie as a rating and um i don't give into that because doing that you're setting up an expectation mm-hmm. about what you're gonna think about it and you know that a lot too like they did that with venom and like aladdin it was like like they like they swore that those movies were just not gonna they were like venom is so trash and like people are just gonna hate this it doesn't and come out for a year <laughs> yeah it's now i don't um yeah, I'll, I'll predict the box office gross and all that, and but I can't predict what I'm because I haven't seen it. How yeah. am I gonna? I can't stand when people predict Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what is that? Unless like, it's like Toy Story, I'm... like a lock for a hundred. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like people were like, I'm thinking like mid eighties. I was like, why are you thinking mid eighties? Yeah. Like I just throw a number out. I'm thinking, you know, and the whole don't get started on Rotten Tomatoes. That whole broken system. But um, Bruh. but yeah, it's um, I just yeah, Dark Phoenix is. It'll be to give it. I want to see what happens when you know he gets out of theaters and he gets on into his life on video, and see if we actually find more positives about it. You know, I'm, I'm not just gonna completely trash it. I'm, you know, because I saw it twice because I didn't want to be unfair with my review, and. And, and that's just how I feel about it. And you saw Dark Phoenix twice. I had to be sure, man. Twice. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I had to be. And let me tell you, I saw it twice in the um, big format. No, I saw it once in the big format, Dolby Cinema, for four bucks. So uh, if you got T-Mobile, take oh. advantage of T-Mobile Tuesdays, and that's free, free advertisement for y'all billion dollar company. But um, <laughs> <laughs> for the one or two yeah, people no, who watch this episode. Be, yeah. 
and and the being the being sure thing came from um, another superhero movie I saw, and I loved it the first time I saw it, and every single time I saw it, it just fell apart. It's still a good movie, but The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, <laughs> the scenes just same. Yeah, saw it three times in the theater, and like all three times, I was like, "That was it." Yeah, and it's just better than that. Twice? And then I started dissecting all the plot holes in like just the opening thing with like them on the plane. <laughs> I just started like dissecting it, all and I was like, "Whoa, this is garbage." <laughs> One of us has like, to oh, be in the wreckage. <laughs> but that's um but then but that speaks to whatever movie it is that speaks to how in my opinion how great a movie is and how bad a movie is you know each subsequent time like one of my best movies of all time is Pulp Fiction each subsequent time that I watch it it gets stronger I notice something different something nuanced or something that was and you know a bad movie you watch is gonna be the opposite it's just gonna fall apart the scenes are gonna but yeah, Dark Phoenix will. It's unfortunate. More and more, more. Yeah, I, I wish Logan would have been the last, the X Men movie, but um, Fox. That would have been a great going. You know, if you haven't seen it by now, you, if <laughs> so, spoiler for Logan. You know, um, it's two years old her, at that time. <laughs> so her turning the cross to an X, and you know, it's perfect image. Yeah, but the whole. Fox X Men series to go out on, but oh no! There's Sorry, more. Deadpool two. There's there's million. Yeah. It's it like it was like Days of Future Past. It just could have and probably should have just been the final one. Like they went back and fixed everything. Yeah, everything was fixed. Then mm-hmm. you know they could have done Logan like a little bit down the line, mm-hmm. and it could have just been like there it is. Yeah, speaking of which. And we talked about him a lot. Any thoughts on this being the first X Men movie that didn't have Wolverine? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it didn't really kill me because like he hasn't been, like, he wasn't really in First Class, and he wasn't really yeah, in Apocalypse. Yeah, his cameo he played a role in Apocalypse, but he wasn't in it. Yeah, and also that was a reshoot that Apocalypse scene. It wasn't there at first. Yeah, and like really? I can't think of a way that like he would have just made it better yeah like, exactly it weird love triangle <laughs> yeah what just happened in another cameo just yeah, yeah. It, like another cameo would have been like ah, there he is and then it yeah. would have been like get back to this shit show there's that guy <laughs> who supposedly retired yeah I don't that didn't bother me as much it's almost like it, it was like this movie just had bad buzz from the get yeah. like, test screenings were bad I still don't know why. Twice. Like, I want to know specifically, like, what the test audiences yeah. didn't like. My theory was always that they didn't like Mystique dying. And so yeah. their response to that was that they just put it in the trailer, which was yeah. a horrible, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have made that scene 10 times better had it not. Yeah. It would have been like, holy shit, did they really do that? But, like, instead, I knew something was going to happen. Right. Now you can look it up. Um, you can look up those. Um, there are detailed, um, detail readouts or whatever of the um, test screenings of Dark Phoenix. I actually read one because I was just curious. And as I'm sure you both know, the whole third act is reshot. 
Yeah. yeah. Several reasons to but the movie, which is gotta be Captain Marvel. If they keep if they keep that movie, they get bashed because it's just like Captain Marvel. Yeah, so that's a no. That's a now lose, they're getting bashed because they redid it. So I mean, it was a lose lose. That it just latched onto. It was just like the negative buzz, like from the get go. Even from like when they announced it, they're like, "Great, they're gonna do this again." Like we've already yeah. seen. Yeah. And they were like, "Apocalypse wasn't great, so now we get another one." And it's like, yeah. You're not shelling out the money. But it's like, <laughs> what? Make your movie. Like, who cares? Like, that's always my thing. I'm like, what? But then again, they had to expect. They they know that we, you know, the movie going in this day and age of social media, and then the moment we hear Simon Kingberg is going to take another shot at the Phoenix, they have to know that this bad buzz is coming. He he learned from the last one, and it's like the only thing wrong. Like, okay, but like I'm going to talk about Last Stand for a second because I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, like every time an X Men movie comes out, people talk about just how horrible that one is, and like, that's just—I don't—that's just not totally true. I just get yeah, like it's its biggest issue. It's kind of like the same thing with Spider Man Three. It's like there's a lot, just too many cooks. Like there's so yeah. many, good, yeah. Instead of letting it breathe, it's got one of the shortest throw, run times. Yeah, yeah. like let's throw all the good things in the pot. Stir it up. Let's just see if it comes out. And it's like you taste it. It's like, like I like chocolate and I like mashed potatoes and I like <laughs> orange juice and I like, you know, pizza. But like putting it all together doesn't. It's it's not going to taste yeah. great. Like you had these good things, and instead of letting like the mutant cure thing breathe on its own, which would have been yeah, that could have been a whole other movie. Yeah. yeah, they, you know, they mixed it with the phoenix, which. Again, like I think the things they did with the Phoenix stuff in the Last Stand were better than Ish. this. I, I think. Like, yeah, it's not that. Just like you said, it's not bad per se. Like what they did with the Phoenix, it's just not. You know, because we've all, like I mentioned, we've grown up with the X Men cartoons and and we the Phoenix saga and that and the comic books, but um. There was some cool moments in the last stand with, um, like, the end with him walking toward her, the Phoenix Force, and she's, and his re- regeneration yeah. powers is, like, he's the only one that could do it. And, but, yeah, they should have, like you say with the, the cook analogy, they should have, they should have picked and choose. They should have just left the, the cure thing out or switched to left the Phoenix thing out and kept the cure. But it's, it's some, it's just, yeah, there's, too much. <laughs> and look, it's, it's like X Men Three but, had the post-credit yeah. scene before the MCU made it cool. That's the only thing I credit the Last Stand with. It's better what, than I remember, but that? it's still. Mm. What is the post-credit scene? It's like okay, it's like you saw that dead body or whatever on the table. Yeah, in a coma. He was supposed gone. to be. How? How was he, Patrick Stewart? At the end of the Wolverine, like I don't suppose he was supposed to be his brother. Yeah, I, I heard that brother thing, but it's never confirmed. Yeah. And then, nah, it really wasn't hard confirmed. Isn't his brother jugger, juggernaut? How many brothers does Professor X have? Yeah, but you know, and then this is what I've put together from. So the post-credit sequence indeed the Wolverine is. You're not the only one when he shows up. So you're not the only one that knows tricks or something along the lines of that. And I'm thinking that he is the guy, but he's just constantly projecting himself as Professor X to everybody around him so they can see him as 
far-fetched, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, that makes sense for a studio that never wanted to explain it. Yeah. That's what's that taking two seconds to be like, oh, thank God, I can do whatever. And yeah, I'm some throwaway like, lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, just like... Yeah. Like, in Dark she was the old man at the bar. Remember yeah. that? Like, what was that? Like, they never really explained that. Like, I was yeah. like... I, well, I guess she didn't want the people to know because she wanted... Yeah. Like I've never seen her do that prior to this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it just come it did come out of nowhere. But if, but like you said, a throwaway line. But no, back to the last stand. This they never really gave us an explanation. So this is what we have to do. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much speculate. Yeah, like the last stand. Like that was one of the things I, I I would say. I think more things worked than didn't work. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. Like man. Dancing is the like most attractive person on the planet, and I thought she did great. Like just coming out, like she did it so it was like opposite of what she did with Jean Grey in the first two movies. And it was like you're thinking, like, oh, how's she supposed to come back and do it? And I thought she was really cool, and like Hugh Jackman's performance was really good. I thought Halle Berry stepped up in the last band, and like uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast was like Perfect. genius. To- yeah, it's great uh, casting. So I, I don't know like I never and even on rewatches like I never was like yeah this is pretty trash like I was like yeah. the last stand every time is like entertaining to me like yeah. Iceman versus Pyro like the Pyro dude is the only one who got worse between yeah. <laughs> the three he's the only one that was kill that guy it's yeah. like and it's um no, go ahead Rick. Like, brett ratner is like always being capable it's kind of like f gary gray and men in black man like it maybe was just like too big of a project because brett ratner did like rush hour money talks the family man like like small scale stuff mm-hmm. and then you, you you take out mystique you take out cyclops and it's just it's a big ass movie with the shortest runtime of the series and it might not have been what they wanted and Brian Singer bailed for Superman but it's still watchable and it still has its moments yeah. of enjoyability yeah. like it it kind of circles probably the lower half in my ranking just because there are just ones yeah. that yeah but it it's nowhere like most of the early Dark Phoenix reviews were like well Dark Phoenix is trash and I was like oh no and then I click it and <laughs> like it's better than Apocalypse in the Last Stand. If that's yeah, people. Like, yeah, but you know what? Once again, with the the um the post-it note mentality, um the stuff that was going on behind the scene with the uh, X Men: The Last Stand, Singer fell out with the producer. Oh, the producer! I'll show you. I'm gonna release my movie before your movie because I know you're doing Superman Returns. Uh, Brian Singer. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take one of my actors from your movie and put him in mine. So <laughs> you know what? Um, Martin. Yeah, I heard. Dan, just, I heard that uh, the Iceman turned down Jimmy Olsen for I mean I don't know maybe like an extended role in a uh, expanded role in the Last Stand. Yeah, it's just going back and forth, and it's behind the scene personal feud stuff. Like, like that was a good choice. Like, yeah, I was reading the two roles. It's funny. Yeah. It's like the dude that played Iceman was on that show Animorphs on Nickelodeon, and I'm like the only one that remembers that because those were books. So I just remember thinking it was like cool that he would. <laughs> these are the these are the things. Oh, but like, played Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns was the kid from Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. 
I remember it more from not another teen first, movie. I was wow. like, yeah. my childhood, like my kids from my childhood are just they're growing up and doing stuff. This is great. Like, but yeah, like Iceman, like he was a character who I thought was cool. Like, had the tiny role in the first one, <laughs> role in the second one, and then like by the third one, he turned into ice. And yeah. I was like, like full yeah. iced out. I was yeah. like, that, that was like that. That was a good idea to do that. They just didn't do that. It was like. I think it might have just been that early 2006. It was like they couldn't figure out a way to do that with everybody. It was like Rogue was like the center of the first X-Men movie, and it was really cool. And by the third one, they were like, let's just have her not do shit. Like, maybe she'll get the cure. Maybe she won't. It was like, right. It's like, all right, well, then what's uh, Cyclops doing? They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> forgot it. He's back. It's like, you know, it's like, it was like too much to juggle. And now I feel like writers are getting better with that even in like the newer X-Men movies like I feel like like Cyclops had a little more to do and Dark Phoenix Storm had stuff to do Nightcrawler who that was like one of the biggest wastes to me it was like X2 Nightcrawler was awesome like just he was an awesome addition mm. to the team and then he just wasn't in the third one yeah and, was, and that speaks that to behind the scenes crap um Alan Cumming hated his experience working with Brian Singer. Did he? I heard he just didn't like yeah. the makeup process. Oh, it, it was that that's the political answer. Okay. And um he did have a problem with that, but he's later has come out saying his Brian Singer as director really wasn't the most ple- pleasant Word. experience. Yeah, yeah like, it's it's out there. Brian Singer yeah. personal legal stuff has has gotten a lot of dirt on his like directorial style to come out lately. Mm-hmm. And sure. And it's funny that later on, Brett, Sink, Brett Ratner would direct the next movie in his personal stuff. <laughs> Brett Ratner had to be worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he outed. You heard what he did to um, Ellen Page. Kitty Pride. Yeah, that, that was just bogus. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. That was Y'all know about up. that one? Two people in a room, and I'm like, who am I going to talk to? Like, I guarantee Brett Ratner had to be worse. Like, he had to, like, yeah. be worse to be around. And he screwed up what would have like, been. Yeah, Brett Ratner screwed up what would have would have been one of the most awesome comeback moments ever in entertainment because he was supposed to produce the Oscars and Eddie Murphy was supposed to host it. Yep. And then he yapped his big freaking mouth. Dope. It's like, how do you let it happen? Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, like you said, is I agree with you on that, Nick. You got, you would think sitting, you had this obnoxious a-hole and then you had the quiet seemingly. Yeah, but. I heard that Rami Malek and Brian Singer didn't get along very well. No Rhapsody either. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 it was like in the news. Like they would yeah. stuff like that. That's why that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard that Dexter Fletcher was almost maybe was thinking about putting Remy Malik in a uh, cameo in Rocket Man. That would have been cool. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. Yeah. I like yeah. Rock, but I think it was almost like a. Uh, almost like a Justice League thing where it's like you know you have a director doing something and they typically do an okay job and then that director has to be replaced with another director that typically does an okay job and it's like somehow the finished product just was not too much it was like oh the two styles didn't blend that's what I think that's like one of the overlaying things of like the X-Men it's just like too much it's just like it's like it's just too much. It's like when you have a good one, 
and they're like, oh, well, we're this one we're gonna. See, I don't know. I don't know how to fluidly put this in to casual conversation, but we all know. I don't know about listeners, viewers, but but we all know that Hugh Jackman was rumored to have, or he was gonna be like a cameo, like in Spider-Man, but they couldn't yeah. find his suit. Yeah, I heard about that. That would have been cool. It's like just do it, but it's like now it's like that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's like people forget like the early 2000s like it was it's such a gamble like, in 2002 any, everybody would have freaked out yeah and it was like, yeah. Shit. like that was like unheard of like even like Iron Man when they it's like I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative I'm like alright we'll see how long they can do this I like right. I, I was I was very pessimistic about it <laughs> I mean, and the then closest... like by the time Avengers got there I was like I can't believe we made it and they're yeah. like oh, yeah, we're not done and I was like and going back to the first movie um, the X Men, it speaks to just the overall. I mean, the studio and just um, the audience, the perception of how the superheroes should be seen on the screen. Because you know, the X Men, the black leather, and they even make make a joke about it. Yeah, like, uh, black leather. Like, oh, what do you expect? Yellow spandex. It's just, and we don't want to get too comic booky, but we want to. And then, and now look at it is. Yeah, I hope, you know, the MCU isn't always comic accurate, but I I hope that Wolverine has his mask, I hope Cyclops has the blue and yellow, Storm's in white, and yeah, I hope it's closer to the animated series, honestly. (laughs) And even speaking, um, no, sorry, Nick, at the end of Apocalypse, when they all had the costumes, Mm -hmm. and they were in the room, um, those look awesome, and then... Dark Phoenix comes along and you got these you know Walmart yellow like boy band suits yeah yeah I'm like yeah. man I can't wait to see these suits if there's a next movie that's one of the few things I was excited about in Apocalypse but <laughs> I never really hated the suits like people will act like that's one of the things that just broke the X-Men they were just like oh yeah, no, exactly. forever. Yeah. and I was like let's pretend that the MCU suits are ever comic accurate like like a couple of them, but some of them just won't work. Like I try to think of a way that the Wolverine suit would work live action. Like maybe I just need to see it, yeah. and I'd be wrong. But like I'm just like I don't, I can't picture it in my head. Like someone looking badass wearing the helmet, like the Wolverine helmet. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Like maybe I just need to see it. They like, had a nod to it in the Wolverine. The Wolverine, yeah. Deleted scene. Yeah. But I've never been happy that's, with that. It's cool sitting there, but I'm like, right. but imagining I hear you. wearing that. <laughs> it, and I'm just like, ah, that's pretty silly. Yeah, he I, should. It's like the eye holes. Like, I just, he, yeah. that might kill it. He should have put it on and was just like, nope, I look like an asshole. And I like, threw it right. off to the side. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's. And I don't know when we'll ever get to talk about this again, but, um, little. Speaking of MCU, uh, I just found out something. But if y'all know, you can let me know. The in Avengers Endgame, the the quantum suits that the team wear are CG. What? The red and white suits. Why? They didn't have the so supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly they didn't have the the final design, so they said we're just gonna film and we'll add it later. They're like CG, entirely CG suits have never gone wrong in a movie prior to this. So, <laughs> this is going to be great. And like, no one was like, oh my god. 
It worked, I guess. Yeah. But it's I mean, like more expensive. Yeah, well. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I'm yeah, like, we come from the world where, you know, they spent $5,000 on computer-generated dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> when you could have just went to a, a costume novelty store, but... But anyway, yeah, it's just not just thought that was just interesting because he looks, you know, the famous scene in Endgame when all walking. And yeah, it was a computer, hundred percent computer generated. <laughs> What's that new? They're just wearing like regular ass clothes, like yeah, right. That's what I'm curious about. I'm like, what were they really wearing? If that's true, yeah. probably those like leotards that that you always see Ruffalo in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny, but. <laughs> that them all walking in just like the skin tight like yeah gray. yeah but no x-man is um Welcome. i'm curious to see what disney's gonna do with it and so supposedly they have the x-man they now have fantastic four and they gotta recast and <laughs> what's the don't think because it's like other things have been easy to reboot, but it's just like X Men has been going on for twenty years. Like I feel yeah. like people rest of it. It's like even still, it's like rebooted or whatever. Even these have been going on for almost ten years. Yeah, like yeah. It, you know, it's it's a long thing. It wasn't just like well, we made three Spider Mans. We're gonna do it one real quick. It's like oh, we did it for two years. Right, let's just do a new one. It's like yeah. You know, so let me ask you guys forever. And Nick, with that, let me ask both of you this: What do you think um, now? And I would like them to take the time with the X Men property, X Men, Fantastic Four, all the properties they have, and reboot the entire MCU, then put them together. Because I don't think. Do you think they should put the the new properties, the X Men, Fantastic Four, into the existing MCU? Or go with my idea, reboot everything, then put it back together. I think they'll take their time and come up with a fluid way to insert them into what they've already got. Current MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, they've just got too much money with, like, Black Panther and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's Spider-Man, like, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Big money. But, like, I just, I feel like they aren't going to be in a hurry to change anything that they already have. Right. But I feel like they're gonna take their time adding this stuff to it because they've already they they said they have a five year plan yeah. already for Phase Four. Yeah. I feel like in my soul that X Men just are not a part of that plan. No, nah, I mean I would hope not because that'll be rushing it. I think even yeah. like you said, that's twenty years worth of stuff. Because I, I, I think it was like once they found out they could get Spider Man. They sort of rushed that, like not rushed, yeah. I guess, because it worked. But he is sort of, in my opinion, like yeah. the most shoehorned in character in Civil War. But like, you know what they did? Like, they rushed it. Um, they've admitted it. This, yeah. Um, John Favreau has a new show, The Chef Show. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes. Yeah, and remember they asked Tom Holland, like, um, from I think audition to costume, how many days? Like it was three days or something. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's like, also the rumor they had like two different Civil War scripts based on what could happen. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had that with um as far as um I know Robert Downey Jr. and um, being in the movie, him not being in the movie. Civil or, War. Yeah, Civil War, and also with Spider Man, they had different just yeah 
but is inserting someone into a movie like Civil War, I think, is easier than if they just put the X Men somewhere or just like <laughs> had one go up and move in metal, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like you would have to explain that later. You can't just do that. Yeah, I, that's what I think. They're really gonna take their time. Maybe not. Like maybe. I don't know shit. Like, maybe they're going to play around with the multiverse theory in Far From Home, like, way more than any of us think that they are. Like, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll do Disney Plus, like, a series or something. Like, they seem yeah. to really be banking on that being a Dawn of the Mutants. Yeah. Yeah. It's and... still like Mutants coming out. Allegedly. It's still on the thing. It got yeah. Back when that movie finally gets released, it's gonna that's gonna it's gonna be an amazing thing. It's already almost three years since the initial teaser. Did we... I saw that trailer in front of Ragnarok. Right. The only time I ever saw that trailer. Yeah. Um, Did we discuss this a year too early? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's come back and be like, all right, now what's our favorite X Men movie? We're already right. like. Honestly, on rewatches, Dark Phoenix. Still Logan. Like honestly, it's art. Oh man. Still Logan. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting, but it's yeah, that's so, that um, match. <laughs> we didn't we didn't really touch on the Wolverine first class or either Deadpool movies. Any Deadpool, any like right. final thoughts y'all want to get in there? First class is better than I thought it was going to be when it came out. I oh, remember yeah, thinking no like, doubt. "Oh God, they're doing it!" Like they they remade they remade the X Men, and then like I saw it and I was like, "That was awesome!" I like I was this. like, "That was so much better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be." First not class, perfect. Not not flawless. Like, yeah. Some people act like first class is like amazing, and I'm like, "It's good. It's one of the best X Men movies, but it's mm-hmm. it's solid. Like it's good." First Class is like the best X-Men movie that rarely gets love as being one of the best X-Men movies. Yeah, it's it's definitely higher up, am I right? It's just like, I like that they took the time in First Class to let the characters flesh out. Like, they did all the, like, the training stuff, like, when they're back at the mansion is so good. Like, it, it, it lets you know each character and, like, how Xavier works with each you yeah. know, of his students, that it, like, shows how he's, like, this professor. And it Character made McAvoy, building. like, I don't know, it's, just, it's great acting work from McAvoy <laughs> and Fast Yeah, okay. and the great casting. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. even, it I'll give like, it to, um, it was right there on, um, with Jennifer Lawrence. That was good casting, because she wasn't Jennifer wasn't Lawrence. blockbuster famous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever saw that, that she was, was about casting. nine months from The Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. and you see they, how that affects the the subsequent movies. Yeah, Days um, of Future Past. All of a sudden, she's the key to the universe, and I'm like Mystique. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And but, even so, compare the makeup between all the movies, and just and especially Dark Phoenix. This is like uh, give him, give the 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 C team makeup um, yeah. artist. She's yeah. in it for like an hour less than normal. So just I always have to like the makeup either. Dump some blue Kool Aid on her. Yeah, I always heard she really didn't love doing the mystique makeup. Yeah, you can tell. But man. She loved playing the character, which is why. Right. Yeah, you know, she did it. And so you I mean, see, for most of she's um, 
well, most of Apocalypse, she's Jennifer Lawrence and not Mystique. <laughs> yeah. With the makeup and... She's like, please? Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she did the place Beast was probably doing the same thing. It's like, can't I just invent some bullshit? Yeah. Let's me be me. Now he could be him at will. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth, like, can't I walk? Like, no. That's like the one thing you can't do. Hear me out. Hear me out. They got him in. there and I walk. But yeah, first class is. It was pretty good. Like you said, it has its flaws, but. um, So. Less. But like, as a. I think it was like almost immediate. Like when it started and it was like the same kind of Auschwitz scene. Almost like shot for shot. I was like, oh, so this really is like. they're, They're still you know, paying tribute to the originals, yeah, which yeah. I was kind of afraid of. I was like, they're going to just redo the whole thing and it's going to be different. And it was, but I think first class is one of the ones that worked. Like the Wolverine, like some people put the Wolverine too high. Yeah. And then like, but it, it <laughs> yeah, like I don't, it's like the Wolverine is good. Like, but like the, absolute best thing I can say about the Wolverine is like it's better than the first Wolverine <laughs> yeah, which is not a hard thing to, be, to do yeah like there's great stuff in it but as it's movie like as a part of the series it's never one that I'm like yeah it's all the Wolverine except for the bullet train yeah that's a good sequence like one of the all time scenes of the whole thing and like there's great stuff and it's like he's great in the role as usual and it gave him room to like do more fun like acting stuff with it but other than that it's kind of just like yeah I like all the samurai stuff like the setting and everything it's cool like you know the I've always been conflicted of like if that line at the end is like badass or not and he's like Sayonara I'm like is that cool (laughs) is that cool but I can't say goodbye. Yeah. Sorry. But we touched on this a bit earlier. Um, I think the, the Wolverine has one of the best post-credit sequences. Or mid-credit. With it. He at the airport and then yeah. everything stops. And Magneto, then Professor X. It leads into Days of Future Past. Right, I think that's one of the most awesome like lead-ins. Not. But is that also yeah. a 10-year gap? Like, when does the Wolverine take place? And then, is there like ten years of prep for the Sentinel attack? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a time. <laughs> yeah, that's why is it, why is two thousand twenty three so bad for for superheroes? Yeah, yeah it's a Yeah, like all that would have to be happening at the same time. The Earth is fine with like in game, not fine, but like you know. Like it could be worse. It could be just mutant genocide out here. And they're like, "Well, mm. get yeah." So Deadpool, uh-huh. or the Deadpool movies, Captain um... Deadpool. No, just Deadpool. <laughs> no, but um, Deadpool two is definitely the better of the two, in my opinion. And I think Deadpool two. I would probably rank one above two, but I think Deadpool two, it's like kind of did the, if it ain't broke approach. Like they were like, yeah. well, know that the first one worked. Like, let's not try to like change it too much. Yeah. Kind of like 22 jump street. Yeah. Like, like if we change it up too much, it's, it runs a risk of just being bad. So I, I 
like that they didn't take enormous risks with Deadpool. Right. But they didn't take enormous risks, but definitely tried to improve upon. Because de- the first Deadpool, I like something they did with, and I would, um, now, nah, in, in a world, Nick, you're going to agree with me on this one. In a world where. Maybe. Now, even, even though I like Bohemian Rhapsody, that mm-hmm. movie had no business even being, not a, that movie had no business winning film editing. It shouldn't even been nominated for film editing. If you don't even think about film editing, is and somebody had a great example. It's just like the voters don't think about the actual best film editing. They no. think about the most film editing. Yeah. And Bohemian Rhapsody has some of the worst. It's an example everybody uses when they're sitting having a lunch with the um the manager. Some of the worst film editing, like ever. But anyway, back to my initial point in Deadpool. Deadpool has some amazing film editing as in you don't initially notice the first time you see it that the freeway scene is yeah. stretched out in different sections mm-hmm. but it works how they keep jumping back to it and it's like they show i believe it's broken up into three sections and they keep they hop back to it after coming back and they go back and forth back and forth back and forth and then it finishes and then it goes from that point and i think that's just some great the movie that's great editing. I think is that was a great way they put it together. Yeah. I don't know if it was written that way, but is it doesn't get them the credit it deserves on that. He so it's wore like the, the brown uh, pants. Quick scene in Days of Future Past. It was like that was awesome. Like that was amazing. Like that's yeah. my favorite scene in that movie because it was just like it was like meticulous. It just mm-hmm. worked. They don't pay <laughs> Even the apocalypse quicksilver scene is good. Like it's yeah. it's a high movie. Mm-hmm. It's not quite it, just simply because it. It was like they were like, let's do a quicksilver scene that's you know bigger, just make it bigger and like more ridiculous. Like it worked. Right. It just wasn't probably quite as good just because it was the first time they did that. Was, yeah, they yeah, didn't expect uh, it, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Hurt the dude's cheek. Like that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deadpool one. I love Deadpool 1, like, as much as pretty much anybody. But mm-hmm. it was, like, one of those things where people come came out of it, like, over-exaggerating a little bit. I think, like, yeah. they were, it's just the greatest superhero film in cinematic history. I was like, really? Yeah, it, it wasn't. But. <laughs> I was like, it's so good. It's such a great example of why, like, we should take a little more risks with our superhero movies and, like, branch out and to do these characters. But I was like... Come on, like honestly, it's not like the greatest. Like this is the greatest movie of 2016. I was like, yeah. it's February. Like let's try. <laughs> it was one of my favorites. That's like always in my. I think it landed in my top ten that year too. Um, because it was great. Like everything about it was like great. But it was like one of those things where that's always kind of in my head. Like every time I watch it, I was like, yeah, this is great. But like, remember how overhyped it was. And I think Deadpool 2 yeah. didn't suffer from that as much. Like, Deadpool 2 True. was just like, we're, we're, we don't even really care. Like, we're just going to go see Deadpool 2. And I thought Deadpool 2 was almost as good as Deadpool 1, yeah. if not at That's like, what I give them about the same ranking. Or, like, the same. And the ranking. thing about, I like what they did, and it plays to the tone of um, the Deadpool movies, the marketing. I was like, oh, yeah, X-Force. Because I don't know if you remember the marketing materials, they actually, spoilers, who, 
again, Deadpool 2. <laughs> They've had time. There's some people out there that's going to stumble across. Who's spoilers? So the X-Force... So the X-Force and the um, materials, they actually had them like um, Terry Crews and all of them actually on the ground getting ready to fight. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know if you've actually seen then in the movie. That's, they I, died. I, the whole thing, like, as that bit went on, I was like, oh, they're all dying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, none of them are doing any, like the dude in the wood chipper. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, this is beautiful. Like, I, I was like, oh, they got my boy. I forget his name. I'm sorry. Uh, well, the, Pennywise. I was about to say, did Pennywise go in the wood chipper? That was hilarious. Like, I, yeah. that, I started catching I was like, none of, they're all dying. Like, that's like the. And he doesn't only go in the wood chipper. He goes in the wood chipper and the guy tries to help him. He throws and he up on him. <laughs> it's just like, but, um, no, we, Deadpool 2, last appearance, officially, technically, of Wolverine. Technically, because he went back and yeah, and they used archive footage, but yeah, nonetheless, like and I, how did I don't see how Brad Pitt didn't get awards for Vanisher? He was just so good. <laughs> That's just so random, right? Yeah, like just like the whole thing with Peter, like that made me laugh so hard. At yeah, movie. yeah, like. He was like, oh, you're in. And then he's just jumping out of the... Like, that shit was hilarious. I'm looking at the picture. I felt like I've been catfish. Yeah, Yeah, like, that was very good. And, like, Josh Brolin really had a banner year that year. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have been my number one choice for Cable, but I wasn't mad at his... Yeah. I think everybody wanted Stephen Lang. But, yeah, like, Brolin killed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the director left, um... Well, he didn't want Stephen Lang. He wanted the actor, um, I forget his name, um, the original director. Tim Miller. Uh, Tim Miller, yeah. He wanted, um, I forget, uh, the guy, he's in the new Godzilla, and he's Kyle from Chandler. the show. Yeah. The, that's who um, I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it and be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they <laughs> fell out over that. Coach from Friday Night Lights? Yep. Yeah. That's and coach. that's who Tim Miller wanted. I can't even picture that, though. No. I can't picture him being, like, jacked. Like, yeah, I, I can see his demeanor to have I Tim Miller would have wanted him, but, yeah. I, mean, I think it was weird that he was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but he was also in Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Aside, is that the same guy? Probably not. Oh, man. Is that his dad? Maybe. But, yeah, but, um... I can't imagine no, him Deadpool. calling Deadpool a blood puppet. Yeah, <laughs> it's a he was like funny. Like he was in Game Night, he was funny. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So maybe we'll never know. Probably. Yeah, Let's so. say really just reboot all of X Men and just be like, you know what? We're we're done with Deadpool. Sorry, we're gonna reboot Cable, Kyle Chandler. Uh-huh. And speaking of casting, um, possibilities, um, Wolverine, um, Hugh Jackman wasn't the original choice. I know. So, thank John Woo and Tom Cruise for giving us Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. With, um, they went with him, uh, Dugray Scott, Dugray mm-hmm. Scott, whatever. He turned it down. And then the studio or somebody wanted Russell Crowe. Yeah. That's what I've always heard. And Russell Crowe couldn't do it. He was filming some dumbass movie. Gladiator. Sword and probably. sandals. And he suggested Hugh Jackman, Jackman. like his buddy. Yeah. That's like a miracle. I was like, 
Yeah. You know Hugh Jackman. How did you know somebody that was like perfect for war? Right. <laughs> That's like one of those things where it was like, like no, but the thing I heard him, like he had all these alternate realities. I was like, that could have gone wrong, but yeah. it just didn't. Stars aligned. But yeah. Yeah, but now it's, that's that's interesting, and even in the first movie, you can see it was such a last minute um, choice that um, the scene when Hugh Jackman in the first X Men movie, when he wakes up at the mansion and he's running around in the hallway, look how skinny Hugh Jackman is. It's not like yeah. Then compared to the first scene when he's fighting in the cage, which was shot later, he has a little bit of muscle on him. Yeah. Yeah, and you watch X like walking around the mansion, like fighting all the dudes. He's like, yeah, and when he started to get into shape, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Any thoughts on like who could replace the X Men? Like if they recast, nah, like, it's gonna be some new people. Yeah, like I fully trust Marvel's casting, but I couldn't cast. Yeah. And it's people, yeah, people out there, oh, they should, uh, Tom Hardy should be Wolverine. No, God, Tom I Hardy that. would not be a good Wolverine. No, like, you would not. Sees that? Or like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, like, Keanu Reeves came up. I'm like, you, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves 53 he, years old. He would be a trash Wolverine. I, like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put this on the record Whoa, now. Bub. Talk about Wolverine, like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, are we really going to pretend that Keanu Reeves is like a great actor? He's not, no. It's like, that's like the thing, like, everybody loves Keanu Reeves, and I love Keanu. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he tries to, like, to, like, do material outside of his range very I often. think that's what lends itself, I think that's why we love him so much. He, yeah. Like, are we going to pretend that he's only ever done good movies now for the rest yeah. of our lives? Now, he's not, people talk about this great actor thing, he, no, not, definitely not, but he's not a bad actor, he's just such a wooden actor, because he yeah. did do Bill and Ted and Point Break in the same year. That's true. You know. He's been and, like, I thought like, I don't know if anybody, if you guys saw Always Be My Baby, probably not. Not yeah. yet. I heard that was a good, um. Because it's yeah. so exaggerated, like a version of himself, that it's like one of, I texted my friend like while I was watching, I was like, this might be the best he's ever been in a movie. Just because it's like, <laughs> as Neo, that's not a performance. That's just like. Him being Nia, like he's the oh wow, yeah, like speed. He's just <laughs> enthusiastic, yeah. But like this, he's like doing all kinds of weird shit, and it's like really funny. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I'm, I didn't want to see that. Like I'm gonna say that right now. But you know what? Um, somebody uh, we damn again to argument. I think Keanu Reeves' best performance I haven't seen always be my maybe hit. <laughs> But I think, um, I don't know about the accent, but he, Dracula. the performance is good. What's that? Dracula? No. <laughs> Where are we the going? The devil's advocate. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I like Dracula. Now I'm talking about, I thought he was um, going Dracula, yeah, too. That, now, that southern accent, like, I'll win. No, I don't know about that too much, but I'm talking about his range yeah, emotions that he displays in that movie. I watched that movie in a long time. I need to get back. Mm-hmm. Get a little mini. Check it out again and watch how underrated that performance is. And I was like that. Humphrey's performance. And then he's acting the opposite um, Al Pacino, and he steps his game up. The other person yeah. I was arguing, they're like, uh, 
Like, you don't have any choice. Now, now some people have acted with Al Pacino, and they've done a not-too-good job. You do have a choice. And Adam Sandler stepped it up when he was with Al Pacino. Yeah, which he did not. In a dual role. He was in that movie. So, yeah, I I think that's probably Keanu Reeves' best performance pound for pound as an actor. Until next weekend. (laughs) Duke Kaboom will not be seconded. I'm excited for that. So excited. But yeah, that's um. But yeah, recasting X Men that's gonna be because it's gonna be way down the line, and that's why I think it's gonna. That's one of the reasons it's gonna take so long. It's like I don't think anybody wants that job. Like nobody is like wants the tech is. They're drawing straws at Disney. Yeah, I can't picture anybody else. It's like people are like Scott Eastwood. It's like you picture him gross, like Wolverine. (laughs) I can't picture him being Wolverine. Same with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is a really good actor in most things, but I can't picture him being Wolverine. I can see Scott Eastwood more as Cyclops. Yeah, and even with all that, um, you know, people even with Eastwood, he's mid thirties. People are going too old. I think. And me, I think the MCU like still are skewing older like to give people like the beginnings of franchise it's like Chadwick Boseman yeah I was gonna say that like in his late 20s maybe early early 30s but he's like already in he's, 40. 40. he's 41 yeah he's already yeah. like Cumberbatch and like all Rudd is 50 now <laughs> like, yeah he could be like 39 maybe early 40s right so they're, they're lucky on these very youthful looking actors yeah. Every time I get on the scale, I think I can play Beast or Blob. (laughs) And I'm glad they cast an actual, at the time, teenager for Spider-Man. Is it offensive if I body shame myself? I don't know social media rules anymore. I was like, I was offended that that you would say something so bad about yourself. (laughs) I was offended for you. Show canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Tom Holland's like what, like twenty one, twenty two right now. He's about to be in like his fourth MCU movie already. Yeah. He still like looks very good. Like he yeah. looks like being high school. Even with the but five year time like, jump. Yeah. Like he and Zendaya too is another one who I feel like is like probably like twenty one, twenty two, something like I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she if you told me she was sixteen, I'd be like, Oh well. Who Wikipedia Zendaya. Thirty seven. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Tom Holland's going to be doing it for a long time. If I, I had so. to guess, if they're going to keep doing stuff, I think he's going to... Unless Sony ruins it. They don't yeah, ruin that deal. They don't ruin franchises this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, as we speak. So, cool, man. But uh, I know y'all got stuff to do, man. So, I'm about to wrap this up. <laughs> Drop comments, audio messages, man, at the Nick Goodman, at Sigmund Cinema. Um, if you want to fan cast X-Men, we'll chop it up in a future episode if we can get some comments, reactions, man. Uh, when I come back, I think we're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Anthony Davis did something over the weekend, man. Break League Podcast. A... Hey. 
Hope y'all enjoyed the X-Men discussion. Got a little lengthy. I tried to keep it on the rails, but we got a little off topic, but it always came back to X-Men. We getting better. I mean, it's Rec League Podcast, man. We know a little bit, a little bit, about a little bit, man. We ain't professionals. That's what I be saying. But we know enough to hold court. So, um, the NBA Finals started and are finished, and... It went six games. Toronto Raptors won. Shocked everybody that isn't a Raptors fan. And uh, Kawhi Leonard won MVP, man. Board man gets paid. Um, and I, I believe I I picked... I, I look like the biggest idiot of them all. I think, I think old man Lawrence said Warriors in six or seven. I said Warriors in, fi- in four or five. So... I, my foot is all the way in my mouth, metaphorically speaking, and the Raptor, the Raptors dominated this series like all props. Like I'm a sports fan, you give credit where it's due. The Raptors dominated this series, and this was just the year that Golden State got caught by injuries. Like five straight finals, it was bound to happen. And like they're not they're not crying. Their fans might be saying, Well, if we had KD, if Clay didn't get hurt game six, if Boogie was a hundred percent. But I mean, that's the nature of sports, no matter what the game is. Like guys get hurt. When you're playing from October to June five straight years, guys are gonna get hurt. It's wear and tear. Um if if it wasn't for that game two twenty oh run, like Boogie being productive if it wasn't for game five, uh, like threes actually dropping, Steph and Clay being Steph and Clay in crunch time in game five, it could have been, it could have been a sweep. I mean, it, it could, you know, it could have been a sweep. It could have been Raptors in five, but it was Raptors in six. And like the bummer for like the city of Oakland and that Warriors team, the guys, the legends, is that. Oracle Arena closes with another team winning the championship. They open a new arena next season in a different city, and there's no banner to hang. You don't know who's gonna be there. Like Kevin Durant, hurt, torn, uh, Achille, ruptured Achilles. Excuse me. He tried to come back, and like Katie, like of course we don't know Kevin Durant personally. But we know through the media that he pays attention to the little people. He takes comments to heart. He takes negativity to heart. And he always feel like he got something to prove. So, in like in my, I like Kevin Durant, man. In my opinion, Kevin Durant wanted to do what he wanted had to do to get his team a win, to to win the championship, to you know, get the Warriors, the, the city, the team, the franchise to add to that storied history. And it got hurt, man. It's nobody's fault. It's like I said, it's the nature of the game. Like ESPN and whoever, the talking heads went, well, did the Warriors pressure him? But Kevin Durant is a grown man. He could have come out and been like, no, I'm not comfortable. I want to wait another game or two, whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Nobody knows your body better than you do. And, like, it sucks. It sucks. Because he can sign a one-year deal, stay with the Warriors, rehab, come back for the playoffs, whatever seed they finish, and see what they can do in the playoffs. 
he can go to another team and get a fat contract, and that team is just basically, like, taking an L. Like, yeah, like, come here, get paid, and when you get back, we'll we'll make a run. Um, Clay Thompson, game six, torn ACL. He's probably going to miss all next year, too. He doesn't have a one-year cushion fallback plan. So who knows, like, if, if Golden State's just going to be like, yeah, you're going to be here with us rehabbing next year, but you will stay, get paid. Like, I can see Golden State re-signing Clay, no question. I don't know about the rest of the league. It'd be cool if he went to the Lakers just because of his dad, but I I don't know if I see him leaving the Warriors. Um, And then, like, Curry, like... Curry got buckled down, man. Like, whether it was Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, I mean, uh, Steph Curry was kind of getting locked down aside from a couple breakouts. And, I, you know, Looney got hurt. Cousins was never 100% all season. Bogut is slow for today's NBA. Um, Like, Draymond was trying... But man, like the the Raptors were damn near clicking on all cylinders. Like I said earlier, Kawhi Le- Kawhi Leonard, man. I've always liked Kawhi Leonard. I y'all know I'm from Indiana, and y'all know, like for those people who like don't know the ins and outs and like behind the scenes of the NBA draft. Nobody really knows had San Antonio not said, or like maybe the Pacers initiated. Like I don't even know if the Pacers didn't say, "Hey Spurs, we'll get we'll give y'all this pick if y'all give us George Hill," and they was like, "Okay, cool, draft Kawhi Leonard." Had we not wanted George Hill, who knows who we would have taken? Nobody, there's nobody that knows outside of that draft war room if we had Kawhi Leonard on the board. Man, we could have had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had had we possibly had Kawhi Leonard on the board that year. But then I think we might have been well. We had we had young Darren Collison too, and he was money. He still is. If we keep him, like I'm not gonna hate it. But the the there's rumblings the Pacers could maybe holler at D'Angelo Russell. But Kawhi Leonard was everywhere in the finals. Like his, I I love his demeanor. He been playing hurt since the Sixers series at the very earliest. And he's he went out there every day and gave it his all. And he when they got that when they achieved that mission, he finally showed emotion. And like this already been discussed in group chats. We got to stop the Kyle Lowry slander because after game one against Orlando, he played consistent and he was amazing in the finals. He went when when the skirmish happened between the old rich white dude. In, in Golden State first row, who I will go on wax and say he should be banned. He didn't get banned. He got a year suspension. He got to give up a little bit of chump change. That dude should never be able to attend NBA functions again. Um, but Kyle Lowry kept his poise. He went back in the game. His teammates talked him down. And he put, like, he was good the whole finals. Like, maybe at least games three through six he was killing um so yeah like no Kyle Lowry slander Fred Van Fleet was was clutch when he needed to be chipped a tooth uh got them stitches like like it's dope like uh, Kawhi Leonard got championships 
So in my opinion, like it's real dope that dudes like Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, even Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. Uh, it's dope to me that them dudes got a championship. Um, and that like that's another reason why I don't want to talk no hip hop because the biggest hip hop story in the biggest story in hip hop right now is that Toronto Raptors ambassador Drake you know, was on the sidelines, been been walking around since the end of the finals with the trophy. Um I don't I don't even care to listen to them songs he dropped. I am I'm, I'm not a Drake fan. Um but man, this was a good series. Like this was this was a really good final series. And moving on, a little something happened the other day. I don't know if you guys have heard of Anthony Davis. He's the he's the dude that played for the New Orleans Pelicans. He um he got one eyebrow, and he got traded to the to the L.A. Lakers. I, I, it might be a big deal. Um, Lonzo, I think Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart got traded. This year's Lakers number four first round pick got traded, and like this, the trade doesn't go through until the the sixth of July. I want to say I heard, but if um. If another team besides the Lakers picks at four, or if the Lakers pick at four and then they say it's traded to New Orleans, which is traded to whichever team, doesn't that approve the trade? Doesn't that cement that Anthony Davis is going to the Lakers? And I'm sorry, this instantly, I don't care who the Lakers sign after this, this instantly puts the Lakers, the two seed in the West at worst. Even if LeBron gets injured again. I mean, even if, like... If LeBron goes down, like the worst case scenario, LeBron goes down and AD goes down, then yeah, like something's gonna happen. The Lakers should have made the playoffs had Lonzo and LeBron not got hurt. They would have been a home court playoff team. They got hurt, they missed the playoffs. It's the nature of the beast, like I said earlier. If Anthony Davis and LeBron James both stay healthy, they're they're going to get one of the top two seeds. I think they, I think they also signed e- either Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving or Kimba Walker. Maybe not two of those, but at least one. And then a bunch of Lance Stevenson, Ray, Ray John Rondo, JaVale McGee role guys. Like, the Lakers are going to be good next year. And I'm kind of excited to see it. Um, I want to say, like, I, I put it on Twitter. I put it on the social medias. What what um who who might the Lakers sign in addition to who they already have? Um, old man Lawrence thinks that they're they'll finish with a high seed, and um, yeah, they're gonna sign like they're going to sign like guys want to play like the rumor is that Kyrie Irving wants to play with Anthony Davis, but I mean the rumor was that he wanted to play with Kevin Durant. The rumor is also that he signed to uh, Rock 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 Nation Sports as far as agency, and that they have connections to the Nets. Like, nobody knows until the ink's dry, man. Um, Yeah, man, my guy, um, Old Man Lawrence says yes, they win the West, or at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, At Jason T. Law 8-3 says that doesn't make sense. It's homies, you know what I'm saying? We family. And then um, my guy, TN0409, thinks that they get Klay Thompson. So uh shout out to them. Appreciate the responses. I think I think that the the Lakers get Jimmy Butler. I don't know who they get at point 
could, unless they re-sign Rondo. If they re-sign Rondo, that's still deadly. Um, the Lakers are going to be a fun watch next year. Like I don't the, the this the trade on New Orleans side because I swear I was going to go to the next segment and not talk about how this impacts the Pelicans. It all depends on how Lonzo and Brandon Brandon Ingram can't come back. Cause I don't know if it was nerves or I don't know it. Brandon Ingram caught the same thing Chris Bosh caught. I don't know if it was like equilibrium and his balance. I don't exactly know what the injury was, but it's it's career threatening. So he's got to come back healthy for this to have any impact for the Pelicans. They they'll get Zion. They're likely gonna trade Drew Holiday, man. So their whole team's gonna look different. Everybody calling them the the New Orleans Lakers, which because they still got Julius Randle, but actually like within the last couple hours, I think it was reported Julius Randle is going to be a free agent. So I mean he could be a free agent and resign. Like who knows? Um, but yeah, like dope NBA final series, like huge trade. I already can't wait for October for next NBA season, man. So uh, when I get back, man, I hope y'all ready for these bars, man. Rec League. Yo. Yo. I don't too much care how it goes when you freaks are alone. I don't give too many bunny ears, but I put the peace to your dome. I hear these other rappers and I just don't feel it. Motherfuckers eat string cheese and they don't even pill it. They say they got bars, I say they ain't shit. Bitch, all my bars hot. Clay Thompson, game six. I am the best. Went inside my own mind and I murdered the doubts. Trash rappers run to bash me from their burner accounts. I never let them observe this. They mesmerized by my verbiage. The kid's three-month check coming up and I'm getting a little nervous. Bitch, don't ever doubt me. I bounce back shooting like Kyle Lowry. Doing dirt like a mudslide. They won't get the better of me one time. Flow simply shine like it's sunlight spit something is the war cry but these dudes is all tongue-tied always on the move and laughing who stayed i'm cool with nothing to do because board man gets paid board man gets rings they see us win and it stings we always play for chips and they sacramento kings with a crown with no blings Kawhi breed two-way player with the claws keep talking shit and we get in your wife draws you gonna shut the fuck up if you want to keep that melon on rec league motherfucker with more rings than a telethon the flow is cold, yo, fuck a old town road, so everybody chill until the next episode.